All right, Shabbos say good morning, good morning. Let us begin a beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. To so thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar. Stephen Terry Zinn for dedicating all of Sherman Drushels this month in memory of Terry's father, Dr. Harry Kahn, Svi Hirsch, Ben Yosef Akoin, Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all of Sherman Drushels this month in memory of Paul's grandfather, Zechariah Ben Zechariah, and grandmother, Dina Bas Dov. Our week of learning sponsors, an anonymous sponsorship, Eloy Nishmas, Moshe Aaron Alter, Ben Yosef Binyamin, and Sarah Dina Bas Elimelech. Our Dafyomi sponsor today, Adam Plonka, in commemoration of the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. I'll say again, a great zuchus, of course, to learn the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu gave us so many years ago. Everything we have is because of Moshe Rabbeinu. We hope that in the merit of our Tamil Torah, the Neshama will have an Aliyah. We'll say with merit of all of our Tamil Torah, all of the Neshama should have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. And we'll say with that, let us, let us begin. So really interesting daf ahead of us today. So we'll say today's daf is Lamed Vav 36. And we are picking up in Merit Hashem at uh, the two dots on the bottom of Lamed Hebe, base 35b, two, three lines up on the bottom. I'm Rabbi Vav, Rabbi Yochanan. So we'll say, remember again, just a, a word of background before we, before we begin today. So remember again, the Mishnah Bosei introduced us to the idea that in order for a Nazir to be in violation ultimately of his Nedinazirus, again, there are three different, three different categories of violation. Focusing now on the prohibition to consume wine. So remember again, the Rabbi Akiva introduced us to this idea as follows. That generally consumption of wine, liquid, right? Liquid measures usually are obvious. Right, so therefore, another drinks a ravias of wine. Ultimately, he's going to be in violation if he eats grapes, right, or for that matter, congealed wine, which we'll discuss as well. So, right, the halach is how much does he have to consume a kizayis? If you remember again, Rabbi Akiva introduced us to this idea in the Mishnah of afilu shara pita by yain v'yish pakedil sarif kizayis chayiv. Rabbi Akiva introduced this idea that halach l'maisa. Let's say he took a piece of bread. And you dipped the bread, you dipped the bread in wine. So let's say, so now what happened? Let's say as a result, the bread expanded, and now you have a kizayis. Now you have a kizayis. So what's the halach? Or whatever, you have a kizayis now. And that kizayis is comprised of what? Bread and wine. Rabbi Akiva said, you're chayif. And I will say, what's the chiddish in that statement? The chiddish in that statement is that heter mitztarif le'isr. Namely, again, that you could have permitted substance combined with prohibited substance to form the requisite shear of prohibition. Now, both say, now that is really a very dramatic chiddish if you think about it. Because remember what that says is, and they both say, what's even more dramatic about it is, does Rabbi Akiva bring down ratios? At least not on the mission he doesn't. Which sounds like, which sounds like potentially, maybe even if you have a lot more heter than iser, as long as there's some iser in there, the heter and the iser combine to form the requisite shear of iser, and you'd be chayiv. So we'll say that's what we're going to focus on a little bit today, this concept of heter mitztarif le'iser. Permitted substance could combine with prohibited substance in order to form the requisite shear of prohibition. Says the Gemara. We'll say three lines are from the bottom. Lamed Hamid Beis. I'm Rabbi Avo. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So we'll say this is the Pesach Rabbi Yochanan. Kol Yisurin Shabbatorah Ein Heter Mitzarev Leiser. So we'll listen to this. Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that Allah Chaimais in general, when it comes to most Yisurim in the Torah, Heter does not combine with Leiser. Permitted substance does not combine with prohibited substance to form the requisite shear. Chutz Mi Yisurin Neder. 
The exception to the rule is Nadar. Sorry, Nazir, excuse me. The exception to the rule is Nazir. Why? Shari Amra Torah Mishras. So Rabbi said it's very interesting. Why? Because when it comes to Nazir, the Torah uses the word Mishras. And I will say, the Pasek, the Torah is quoting over here, is Miyayinu Shechar Yazir, Chometz Yayin, Chometz Shechar Lo Yishteh, V'chom Mishras Anavim Lo Yishteh. They both say, what is that phrase, V'chom Mishras Anavim? Mishras means literally anything soaked in grapes. They both say, what does that mean? What, what, is, what does it mean soaked in grapes? So Rabbi Yochan will say, obviously what that must be referring to is what? You take a permitted substance, you soak it in grapes, now it becomes a kezayis. The halacha is heter mitztaref le'iser. So Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that in general throughout Torah, we do not say heter mitztaref le'iser. The exception to the rule is nazir, because the Torah itself goes out of its way to discuss mishras. I will say if you take a look, if you take a quick look at, at the rush, so the rush says over here, last rush on the page, so what the Rosh is saying is, what Rabbi Yochanan is saying is, if we're talking about a case where there's a kizayis of wine by itself, then I don't need a pasuk for that. Obviously, must be talking about a case where Allah said the kizayis in question is made up of heter as well as iser. Fine. So let's go back to the top of Lamidvav. Ziiri Amar, Ziiri says, Af sa'ar b'bal taktiru. Shavosei, Ziri says that there's another, Shavosei, it's interesting. So ultimately, again, Ziri will say, so let's just plot our, plot our opinions over here. Rabbi Yochanan, the concept of Hetram and Stariyah Fleisar only applies to Nazir, doesn't apply to anywhere else. Why Nazir? Mishras. Ziri says it also applies to Sa'ar. Shavosei, what's the prohibition of Sa'ar? If you take a look at the first rush on the daf, left-hand column, the Rosh says, "Af soar bevat atiru nami hetem itzarif leiser im hiktir chazi zayis chometz the chazi zayis matza imo." So I'll say, "Now listen to this." The halacha is you're not allowed to offer up chometz on the mizbeach. You can't offer up chometz on the mizbeach. However, what happens if halacha lamaisa you offer up a combination half the kizayis of chometz together with half the kizayis of matza? So Ziiri says, in that case, halacha lamaisa. Heter mitztaref leiser. In fact, it will combine. So Ziri is saying it's not only by Nazir, it's also by the prohibition to offer up chametz on the mizbeach. So the Gemara says, Kiman, where, where, where do you get that from? In other words, what, what, what is that? What is that? I will say now, I'll just point out over here something very interesting. If you take a look first at Rashi, Rashi on the right hand column over here, She'ilu in ein bisar kizayis ve'isa mashlimo lekizayis shuchayiv. Okay, so we'll say, so that's it. The Pasik says, you're not allowed to offer up chametz. So if you went ahead and you offered up a half a kizayis of chametz, combined with a half a kizayis of matzah, because matzah is offered up on the Mizbeach, right? Ultimately, also when we say matzah, matzah just means unleavened items. Not necessarily matzah like we're thinking about, but for example, a carbon mincha could be offered up in the form of matzah. So let's say, for example, you're offering up half a kizayis of chametz, Together with half a kizayis, just again to be clear, this chametz has nothing to do with Pesach. Right? Not Pesach, right? We'll come to Pesach in just a little bit. This is just karbonos. There's a prohibition to bring chametz on the Mizbeach the entire year. Now you're taking a half a kizayis of chametz, mixing it together with a half, although the Russian doesn't have to be mixed, but a half a kizayis of chametz together with half a kizayis of matzah, offering it up on the Mizbeach. Ziiri says, you're going to be chayiv. Why? 
Why would that apply over here? Listen to this. Kiman so I want to listen to this. Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer holds, it's actually very interesting. Rabbi Eliezer holds, he darshans the word kol. Now we'll say, what's the kol? So now a third, a third topic. The third topic I want to say that's being introduced here is chametz. Chametz. Now watch this. Rabbi Eliezer darshans kol. kol. I'll take a look at the rush for just a moment. I'm sorry about So we're going to jump back and forth between the rush and Rashi a little bit. So the rush says, Kiman Rabbi Eliezer. The Darish Kol, the Perak Kol Hamenachos Tanya Ki Kol Saar Vechol Dvash Lo Saktiru. Ainly Elakulo Perish Kala Kometz Dahinu Beis Zaysim. The Savra in Kometz Pachos Mi Beis Zaysim. Mixas Minyan Chazi Kometz Dahinu Zayis Kol. Eruva Minayin Perish Chazi Zayis Saar. So we'll say so. Essentially, Rabbi Lazar Darshins. Now I just want to point out something very interesting over here. According to the Rush, the Kol that they're referring to is the call by the prohibition to offer up chametz on the Mizbeach. According to Rashi, the call that is being referenced over here is the call machmetzas lo sochelu by chametz on Pesach. Either way, either way, it actually doesn't matter so much for our purposes right now. The point over here that's happening over here is, but let's, let's just keep with chametz on the Mizbeach. By chametz on the Mizbeach, the Torah says, kol machmetzas, right? Any type of chametz can't be offered up. Rabbi Eliezer says, what does the word kol come to teach you? The word kol comes to teach you what I was saying. Any little bit of chametz. Any little bit of chametz. Even if what? Even if what? Even if it's not a full kizayis of chametz, a partial kizayis or a partial amount of chametz could combine with matzah to form the prohibited shear. That's the position of Ziri combined with Rabbi Eliezer. So, okay, Rose, let's read it again. Kiman, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, the Darish Kol. Fine. So, Rose, so let's, let's just keep track of what we have. So far, we have Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan holds in general, do we say Hetem and Stari for Iser? Rabbi Yochanan? No. The only time it applies is where? Nazir. Nazir. Fine. Why does it apply by Nazir? Mishras. Good. Ziri comes along and says, no, it also applies by the prohibition to offer up chametz on the Mizbeach. Why? Why? Because he passes like Rabbi Eliezer, and namely what? Kol. The word kol comes to include even a partial measure of kizayis, of, 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 of chametz, that it combines with heter. Now, watch a second. The Gemara says, well, if that's the case, if that's the case, to ihachi le'iyin chametz nami. So I'll say, if that's the case, then halacha l'maysa, this same halacha, should apply by chametz on Pesach. So we'll say, now look what's just happened. We've just transitioned from Chametz on the Mizbeach to Chametz on Pesach. So if that's the case, that the word Kol, we'll say if the, if the drosha is that the word Kol itself teaches you what? If the word Kol teaches you that any amount of Chametz could combine with Hetar to form the requisite shear, then ultimately that same halacha should apply to Chametz on Pesach as well. Take a look at the rush. Take a look at the Rosh. To which the Gemara says, "Both say so." So watch that. Tell me, watch this. So what that should mean is that on Pesach, on Pesach, if you eat a half a kizayis of chametz combined with a half a kizayis of matzah, we should say what? Both say heter mitzareif and you should be chayiv. 
for a consumption of a kizayis of chametz pesach. Why? Because what do we dash? Because what do we have by chametz pesach as well? Kol, kol. To which the Gemara says, You're absolutely right, Tavos. Yeah, it does. According to this approach, absolutely. Heter mitzarif leiser. Even by chametz pesach. To which the Gemara says, "Ela lafuki me abaye." So, what's we'll rather? It has to come to exclude the position of abaye. Damer yesh haktara bepachos mikizayis, because abaye holds that aloch lemaisa. You could offer up on the mizbeach less than a kizayis. Kamash malon in haktara pachos mikizayis. Ultimately, again, the Gemara is coming to exclude the position of abaye, who holds that you could offer up less than a kizayis on the mizbeach. So, therefore, I will say. So, just to point out what we have over here so far. So. We have Zi'iri, right? Zi'iri introduced, sorry, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, only by Nazir, not by anything else, Mishras. Zi'iri comes along and says, no, also, also applies to offering up Chametz on the Mizbeach because of Kol. The Gemara says, well, one second. If Kol tells you that even partial shear is going to be answered because it combines, then that should apply also to Chametz on Pesach. To which the Gemara says, you're absolutely right. So I will say, so now it turns out that we have three potential areas where we would say, Hetem et Sarif Le'iser. Nazir, which it sounds like everyone agrees in the case of Nazir, Chametz on the Mizbeach, and Chametz on Pesach. Okay, so let's go right there. So Yosef Ravdimi, the Kamala Law, Lahosh Maisa. So Yosef Ravdimi was sitting and he was saying over this statement of Rabbi Yochanan. I will say, Rabbi Yochanan, remember again, going back to Nazir, going back to Nazir. Did Allah Maisa, Heter Mitztarev, Leisir by Nazir? So therefore, again, if you take a piece of bread, soak it in wine, and now the whole thing combines to form a Kizayis, ultimately you'll be chayif, even though that kezayis is made up of bread, which is permitted. So Rav Dimi is going ahead and giving over this halacha, Eisve Abaye, Abaye raised the kasha. So I'll say this is very interesting. A lot of interesting cases today. Hamikva shal truma. Vashum vashem So I'll say here's the case. You have a mikva. And I will say, if you look at the rush for just a moment, the rush defines what's a mikva. He says, tafshil av, it's a cooked dish that's very thick. The kafui, and it's, it's like, it's solid. Kafui literally means frozen. It doesn't mean frozen, it means solid. It is a thick, solid mass. Kigon daisa. So we'll say, so again, daisa in Mesechus Brachas is often translated as a porridge. A thick porridge. Right? So you have a thick cooked dish. So we'll say, now watch this. So you have a mikveb. Now this is a grain-based, this is a grain-based dish. So it's made up of grain, really grain, flour, Shum is garlic, shemen is oil. Shemen is oil. So you have this porridge made up of, 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 of grain, oil, and, and garlic. Now, I'll say in this case over here, the grain part of it is truma. The grain part of it is truma. The oil and the garlic is chulin. Okay? Now it's all mixed together. All mixed together. So I'll say this is your porridge. Now, by the way, nothing prohibited has been done over here, right? This is totally mutter. Right? So you have a porridge made, the grain is truma, the other additives, i.e. the oil and the garlic, are of chulen. Now watch this, here's where it gets interesting. V'nagal t'vul yom, v'mikzasan, a t'vul yom comes and touches it. It's always a t'vul yom. These guys cannot keep their hands to themselves, right? Just wait a few more hours. Just wait a few more hours. So remember again, who's the t'vul yom? The t'vul yom is a guy who is tame has gone to the mikvah already, but requires what? Excellent, excellent. Harif Shemesh, right? Sunset, sunset. 
So I say, so now what happens? The Tvul Yom comes along and he touches part of this porridge. Now remember, I'll say, a Tvul Yom cannot touch Truma. And if he touches Truma, ultimately, again, he invalidates the Truma for consumption. So now the Tvul Yom touch this, touches porridge. Now both say, now what's the Chap over here? The Chap over here is that this is a mixture of both Chulin and Truma items. So what's the halacha? What's the halacha? So the Gemara says, what's the halacha? So Nagal Tulyom Mitzasan, Tulyom touched part of it. Look, um, I'm sorry. The Nagal Tulyom Mitzasan, Pasal Eskulon. So I'll say essentially the entire mixture is Pasal. Is Pasal. If you take a look at the Rush, the Rush says Pasal Hakal, the Mikveh Iker, Utfulyom Polshas Hachuma. They're both like, yeah, what's the logic over here? So remember, we have a couple of halachas going on. Number one, just general halacha. If a tvul yom touches truma, he invalidates the truma. And I will say, remember again, in the halachas of tum and tara, what does puzzle mean? What does puzzle mean? Puzzle means that the item itself is tame, but what? Cannot convey tuma. That's what puzzle means. When there's tame means you become tame and can convey tuma. Puzzle means you are tame but cannot convey any level of tuma. So when a tvul yom touches truma, the truma itself becomes invalidated, but the truma cannot convey truma to anything else. Fine. But the entire mixture is now possible. Why, I will say? What's the logic over here? So the rush says, because remember, I will say, in this mixture, what's the ichor? What's the ichor? The grain. Right? The truma, therefore, in this case, the grain. What's the, what's the tafel? The oil and the garlic. So in this case, because the ichor is truma, therefore, the mixture is defined as truma. So because it's defined as truma, therefore the tvul yom touches it. What's the status of the mixture? Pasal. Okay. Case number two. Case number two. Mikvah shel chulin ba'ashem ba'ashem shel truma. So I'll say case number two is what happens when I say the reverse. Let's say the grain is chulin, but the oil and the garlic, they're truma. They're truma. And now same case. The nagot tvul yom mitzasan. The tvul yom touched part of the mixture. So what's that lacha? Very interesting. The Tvulyo only compromises what I will say, only compromises the area that he touched. Now, what's the good news about that? What's the good news about that? Right, because this is a solid mass, what can you do? Scoop it out. Scoop it out, and you're good to go on the rest of it. I will say, take a look at the rush. Actually, sorry, not yet. Not yet. So I will say, so that's Talacha. Vavinaba. Vavinaba. We ask about this. Makom Mago'o Amai Pasal. I don't understand. Why, why is it that the place that the Tavul Yom touched is going to be problematic? Now, what's the Shiloh over here? Take a look at the Rush. understand. In a case where the grain is chulin and the oil, so let's go through this. So I'll say, let's go through the cases once more. Right, case number one, the grain is truma, Oil and oil and garlic is is chulin, right? Tvulyom touches the mixture. What's talacha? Whole thing is puzzle. Makes sense. Why? Why? Because truma is the primary part, is the primary ingredient in this mixture, and therefore it's and therefore again the mixture is looked at as a truma mixture. Tvulyom touches truma. Ultimately, the whole thing becomes puzzle. Case two: the grain is chulin, oil and garlic is truma. Tvulyom touches, touches the mixture. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? What's the halacha? Area that he touched is problematic. The rest of it is mutter. Ask the Gemara, I don't understand. Why should the area that he touched be problematic? I will say, in this case, why don't we say 
that the truma ingredients are bottled to the chulun grain. In other words, the truma ingredients are the secondary items over here. Why don't we say that the truma's bottle to the to the chulin? I will say, what's the halacha for tvul yom touches chulin? What's the halacha? No. Nothing. It's chulin, right? So therefore, why don't we just say that this is a case of a tvul yom touching chulin? In which case, nothing should be problematic, even even the area that he touched. To which the gemara says, "My Watch this. Matam. I will say, what's the reason why? When the Tvul Yom touches the mixture, even though, again, in this case, the grain is chulin, and the truma is only the additives, the oil and the garlic. So I'll say, watch this. Hoil vizar loke ala bikizayis. I will say, now watch this. Now, why is it that a Tvul Yom invalidates the area that he touched? Because I will say, if a non-Kohen, if a non-Kohen were to eat this, if he were to eat a kizayis of this, he would get malchus. I was like, why would a non-Kohen get Malkus feeding in eyes in this mixture? Why? Why? Because it's Truma. I will say, now watch this. Now this is actually quite fascinating. I will say, take a quick look at the rush before we turn the page. Actually, let's, let's go right there. says, my time in. Now, one second, one second. Actually, before we turn the page, we'll say, so my time in. Right? My time, let's build up the suspense before we turn it, right? So we'll say, now watch this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. So you're telling me now, but let's, let's just be clear on the case. I have a mixture. I, 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 have, I have this porridge, right? I have this mikveh. The grain is chulin. The oil and the garlic is, is truma. So I'll say, so now you're telling me a tvulyom comes and touches my porridge, touches my porridge. The area that he touched is going to be tome. Why? Because... If a non-Kohen were to come, if a Zai were to come and eat this, he'd be higher for eating a kezayis of this mixture. Why would he be higher for eating a kezayis of this mixture? Because it would be a non-Kohen eating truma. I understand. If he eats a kezayis of this mixture, I will say, again, let's just play this out. A non-Kohen comes and takes a kezayis of this mixture. I will say, is he eating a kezayis of truma? No. Remember, I will say, what's the case over here? The case over here is where the right the grain is chulin. It's only the additives. It's only the additives ultimately again of oil and garlic that are We'll say, do you know how much of that porridge you'd have to eat in order to actually get a kizayis of truma? That's a lot of porridge. That's a lot of porridge. So what do you mean he's high for eating a kizayis of 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 truma? So we'll say my time, mate. I'm a base. No, so now I understand. Lav mishum. Oh, lav mishum. Okay. So we'll say, so now, no, no, no. So I, I get it. So we'll say, what, this must be a case of what? This must be a case of Heter Mitztarev Le'isser. Right? And now, now I understand. In other words, we'll say, if you have Heter Mitztarev Le'isser, so then what happens? We'll say, when you have oil and garlic of truma mixed in to the grain, so now I'll say, how do I look at that mixture? How do I look at that mixture? So the mice again, I can say that when a czar, a non-queen, eats part of that mixture, then what happens? Essentially, the hector of the grain is being mitzvah, ultimately again to the oil and to the garlic. And that's why it's as if he's eating a kezayis of truma. So the Gemara says, Now again, remember, what's happening over here? So remember, we just were saying before that Allah Maisa. Right, Rabbi Yochanan says, Heter Mitzrayim for Israel only applies where? Only applies where? Zeros. 
So now we also remember again, Abai is raising a kasha because from this case, from this case, it appears that Hetemet Starif Le'isra applies to other situations as well. Most notably, again, about saying this case, I mean, I remember, and I remember, the, just, just how we're backing into this, right? The reason why if a Tvul Yom touches this mixture, touches this mixture, where the grain is hulen, the oil and the garlic is truma, the area that he touched is going to be asar, is why? Because we assume that if a non-coin were to eat the kizayis of this mixture, he'd get malchus, he'd be chayiv. Now, why would a not Why? Because he's eating kizayis of truma. But he's not eating kizayis of truma. He's not. He's eating a whole bunch of grain with some truma mixed in. It must be that the reason why a non-coin would be chayiv for eating a kizayis of this mixture is why? What do you see? What do you see? That had to Messiah for Israel applies to other cases other than Nazir. Beautiful, beautiful. To which the Messiah says, Amr lay lo. Now, I must remember again, he said, Rabdimi said, not necessarily. The reason ultimately, again, I will say, why Allah Lamaisa, a non Kuddin of the Chai for eating this, is not Messiah for Hetem Messiah for Israel. Rather, I will say, get ready for this. My Kizayis the Ika, Kizayis Bechteachilas Pras. Oh. I will say it's not true. You see, what's happening over here, something that say, it's, a very, it's one of these very exciting Gemaras because there's a whole bunch of concepts that are being thrown, not thrown around, but that are being, uh, that are being discussed here. So Rebbe says, Rebbe says, no, Abaya, you're wrong. This is not a case of Hetem and Starif Le'isr. Rather, again, Rebbe say, what is this a case of? Kizayis Bechdei Achilas Pras. Now, Rebbe say, the con- the, well, let's talk about it in just a moment. There's a concept in Halacha that, that of Achilas Pras, right? Rebbe say, Achilas Pras, we saw back in Masechus Brachas, is literally, again, the amount of time that it takes to eat a half a loaf, right? The Gemara discusses a half a loaf of, of wheat bread that's not hot, that's not cold. They'll say, what's the shear of Kedeachil Pras? So this is a big machlokis in Halacha. Anywhere between three and nine minutes. The truth is, there are poskim that say even shorter than that, even longer than that, but that's, that's the general range. So we'll say, what are we talking about over here? So Kedeachil Pras is the span, what we'll call, of normal consumption. Right? The span of normal consumption. So, so Rav Dimi wants to suggest over here, what's the case of Osei of the Mikveh? The case of the Mikveh is that if a person comes and eats porridge, Kedeachilas Pras, eats Mikveh Pras, over the span of that time, he will eat the Kizayis of Truma. Rav Osei, now that makes a lot more sense, right? Because now what he's saying is, if you eat porridge, for let's say, whatever, a certain amount of time, over that time, you'll end up eating a kezayis of truma. Because of what? Because of the consumption of the oil and of the garlic. That's what it's saying over here. That's why Rabbi say, a zar would be chayiv. And that's why if a tvul yom touches this porridge, the area that he touched is going to become tameh. But Rabbi say, but Rabbi posits, it has nothing to do with hetar mitztarif le'isr. So we'll say, so it turns out, therefore, the only way, the only way that a czar would be chayiv for going ahead and eating those porridges, how? Is if he ate the porridge for a continuous amount of time. If he ate porridge, kedei achilas pras. Let's say, let's just go for the argument and say, he eats porridge for three minutes, right? So three minutes of porridge consumption, we'll say, equals what? Equals what? The consumption of a kezayis of truma. Why is that? Because we assume that over the course of three minutes of consumption, he will consume a kezayis ultimately of oil and garlic. Good. That's the halacha. So, one second. One second. 
Vachilas pras doraisi. So let's say, so let's let, let's analyze this for just a moment, right? Ultimately, again, is the concept of achila bichde achilas pras. So now I just want to point out what this means. The concept of achila bichde achilas pras means that any act of eating that you do in a certain amount of time ultimately combines to form one act of eating. I will say, by the way, you know where this comes up all the time in Halakha? is on Yom Kippur. It's on Yom Kippur. Let's say a person cannot fast. A person cannot fast. If a person has a medical condition, they can't fast. So I will say one of the things that we try to tell a person if they can't fast is that if you could, if you could, if you could, um, what's the word? Um, spread. spread, thank you. Spread out your act of eating over a lo- or drinking over a longer amount of time, <coughs> halachically, it can be considered as if you're still fasting. For example, let's say a person needs to, needs to drink. Just give you some simple example of this. Let's say, let's need to eat. Let's go with eating, right? So let's say, actually, let's go with drinking, right? So again, the halacha for Yom Kippur is a cheekful. Is a cheekful. Salacha l'maysa, if you could drink less than a cheekful, three minutes apart, Three minutes, I'm using three minutes as an example now. I say, Allah, Allah, myself. A cheekful, actually is not an insignificant amount of drinking. So those acts of drinking will not combine with each other. So the Haluch of Kedach Pras says that any act of eating or drinking for that matter that you do within a confined amount of time is counted as one, one intact act of eating. So therefore I will say what's happening over here is as follows. So just to plug this back into the mikveh case. I have a porridge. Right? My porridge now, my porridge, so obviously, if the porridge is made from truma grain and chulin oil and garlic, so I will say that case is, is not a shiloh. Why is that case not a shiloh? That's truma. That's truma. Allah says case number two that's more intriguing to me, where ultimately, again, the grain is chulin, the oil and the garlic is truma. Again, we said that if a tvoyom touches it, the place that he touched it is going to be tamay. Why? Because if Israel eats this, he's going to be chayiv. What's the case where if Yisrael eats this, he's going to be chayiv? If he eats a kezayis, pechdeach, ilas pras. So essentially, again, if he eats a kezayis, over a certain amount of time, we are confident that he has consumed the kezayis of truma. To which the Gemara says, one second, is this concept of kezayis, pechdeach, ilas pras, a biblical concept, that if Yisrael were to eat some of this mixture, he'd actually get malchus for this? To which the Gemara says, in... Yes, it is. So we'll say, it is, it, it, is, it is a biblical concept. We'll say, Kusach, where have you been all my life? Right? So remember again, we haven't had Kusach in the longest time. Right? So we'll say, so now, listen to this. If that's the case, that the concept of Kizayis Bechdeach Yilas Pras. So we'll say, what that means is, what that means is, that if you eat a certain amount of food, or I should say, if you eat a food over a certain amount of time, we are confident that you have consumed a kezayis of prohibited material. Right? So if that concept is really biblically true, and everyone subscribes to it, watch this, then why do the Rabbanon argue on Rabbi Elazar about Kusach Abavli? What's again? What's Kusach? What's Kusach? Everyone's favorite. It's a crowd pleaser. Right, remember again, moldy milk or curdled milk, curdled milk, moldy bread, right, mixed together. And I said, now watch this. So why does Rabbi Elazar argue, argue on Kusach? 
Rebbe Ossi, now watch this. Take a look at the Rush for just a moment. The Rush says over here. The Rush says over here, he says, why does Rabbi Lazar argue on Kusach Abavli? It sounds like Rabbi Lazar would hold that if you were on Pesach to consume a Kizayis of Kusach, you would not be Chayiv. You would not be Chayiv. But why? If Kizayis Pichteachilas Pras is a biblically agreed upon concept, then why Rabbi Lazar describes it? Watch this. So Amr he says, leave Kusach Babli alone. Why? Rabbi Lazar, listen to this. In fact, it's not true. When you consume Kusach, it's not Kizayis Pichteachilas Pras. Rabbi Lazar, why not? This is incredible. Listen to this. If you gulp Kusach, if you gulp Kusach, you're not Chayiv. Why are you not Chayiv? That's not a normal act of consumption. Right? Kusach is not gulped. I will say, what is Kusach? Kusach is a dip. So therefore, if you gulp it, if you gulp it, that's called a non-normative act of eating. But in general, whenever it comes to an Israhila, you're only Chayiv for consumption in a normative fashion. Therefore, gulping Kusach, even if you eat a Kizayi Sabra, you're not going to be Chayiv for Pesach on that. E Mishtar Kashotar, and if you dip, I will say, if you dip, all it was is fascinating. If you dip, it was is fascinating. If you dip, you actually will not get a kezayis of bread which, which makes sense because since it's a dip, by definition, you're not really getting a kezayis of bread in that prohibited amount of time. Fine. So we'll say another kasha, another kasha. So we'll say so again. Remember, just to keep in mind, how do we get here? You're like, I was thinking the exact same question, right? How did we get here? Say, so remember again, remember, Rav Dimi was sitting and giving over the statement of Rabbi Yochanan. What did Rabbi Yochanan say? That Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr, only where? Only where? By Nazir. Why? Why by Nazir? Mishras. Excellent. Mishras. Abaye said, not true. Not true. He brought up the case of porridge. He thought the reason why Ebesi Yisrael eats porridge Grain is chulin, oil and oil and garlic is truma, and the Yisrael eats it, he gets malchus. Why does he get malchus? Abaye thought the reason was why Rabbi Heter mitztarei fleiser. It turns out that's not the reason. Why does the Yisrael get malchus in this case? Rabbi say why? Ultimately, why? Because of kizayis bichdei achilas pras. Now that you are kind of going off on a tangent, wow, is that true? Does everyone agree with kizayis bichdei achilas pras? So I will say, it seems here, according to the Gemara, that yes, everyone agrees that in the Oraisa, there is this concept of Kizayis Bechteachi Pras. It doesn't apply to Kusach for reasons we just mentioned. Fine. Right now, there's another Kasha. Isvei, Shtei Meduchos. We'll say, fascinating case. Shtei Meduchos. So we'll say, a Meducha is a, is a mortar. Mortar. I was going to say a press, right? A mortar. You're grinding herbs. You're grinding spices. So we'll say, so watch this. So you, you have two mortars. And right, and I will say, on one of the mortars, you're grinding up truma spices. On one of the mortars, you're grinding up chulun spices. Fine, no problem so far. Right? And in front of you, you have two pots of food. So you already see how this is going to go south, right? So I will say, so what happens now? You have two pots of food in front of you. One of chulun, one of truma. I will say, obviously now, what's the intention over here? What's the intention? 
What's the intention? Truma spices for the truma part, chulin spices for the chulin part. That's my intention. That's my intention. Now, what happens? Benaflu elu usoch elu. So I say, so now what ends up happening? So spices end up getting put into each of the parts. What don't I know? What don't I know? I don't know specifically which spices went where. So we'll say, what's that, Lachon? Shtehen mutaros. Both of the parts are going to be motor. Why? Shani Omer, chulun l'soch, chulun naflu, utshuma l'soch, chuma nafla. Let's say, so ultimately, again, I assume everything is fine because Allah might say, I assume the chuma went into the chuma. Ultimately, again, the chulun went into the chulun. Beautiful, I will say. By the way, there's a beautiful musr. There's a beautiful musr in that halacha as well. What was it? What's the musr in there? In life, you just have to assume that things are going to be good. That's that. That's the default, right? The default at the end of the day, things are good. Things are going to literally. Things are going to fall into place. That has to be the default approach. Like now, does it always happen that way? It doesn't. Rebbe say, see, the hashkafa of a Jew is. I have to assume naflu elu l'soch elu. Everything falls into place. When it doesn't, that's an aberration. Right? There are some people who go through life and they always assume something's going to go wrong. Right? That, that, that's their assumption. Right? The default is things don't work. Now that could be a result of their life experiences or their perception of their life experiences. And when you meet people like that, generally, they're not all that pleasant to be around. So halacha l'maysa, the Gemara teaches us, this is the halacha, you have to assume, naflu elu l'soch elu. In life, everything works out, right? Maybe not immediately, maybe it takes some time, maybe I see it, maybe I don't see it, I understand it, I don't understand it, but that's the default approach of the Jew. Everything works out, everything falls into place. Incredible. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. So I watch this. But if you hold the concept, if you hold the concept ultimately again of that Kizayis Bechteachilas Pras, ultimately again is an actual Isra Da'oraisa, then I understand how can you be Makel and just assume that the Truma spices fell into the Truma pot and the Chulun spices fell into the Chulun pot. In other words, I would say it's possible then that the truma spices fell into the chulin pot, and I'm going to end up eating truma bechteachilas pras. So Rosh Hashanah is asking, in other words, if it's really true what you said, that the concept of kizayis bechteachilas pras is an iser da'oraisa, then I just don't understand how you could just be makel in this case and assume that everything fell into the pot that it was destined for. Well, say, take a quick look at Rashi. It's almost right across him. Now, it is right across him, Rashi. How can you be so makele here? If you tell me, like we just said before, that the concept of Kizayis Bechteyach Ilas Pras is in fact an Isra Da'oraisa, is in fact an Isra Da'oraisa, then I don't understand that you could just be makel to say, oh yeah, the Chulin fell into the Chulin, the Truma fell into the Truma. Maybe not, it's a Safek, it's a Safek. Maybe the Truma fell into the Chulin, and now when you're eating your Truma, food of us, it turns out that what? You're going to eat a Kizayis of Truma Bechteyach Ilas Pras, and that is a very serious transgression. To which the Gemara says, Elamai, rather, what do you have to say? Elamai, Heter Mitztarif Le'iser. 
So I will say, so ultimately, again, what must it be? Going back before the Gemara says, it must be that Halacha Lama we really subscribe to the concept of Heter Mitztarev Le'eser. So I will say, so ultimately, again, if that's the case, I'm sorry. Elamai, Heter Mitztarev Le'eser, Amai Amin and Shani Omer. So I will say, it's actually a very interesting argument the Gemara is constructing. So now watch this. It must be that we don't hold that we don't hold that kizayis b'teachilus process in isidoraisa. If kizayis b'teachilus process is not a isidoraisa, then I was like going back to the previous case of the mikvah. It must be go ready for this. It must be that the reason the czar is not allowed is gets malchus if he ate it is why is because of hetem and starif leisser. But again, I was say either way. I'm still back to my original question. Why are you allowed to eat this pot of food now? In other words, we'll say, halacha lemaisa. So, right, so all the Gemara just did, I will say, is just went back and reversed its position on the previous case. Remember, by the mikveh case, we said that is not a case of hetramistari flaser. Instead, what is it? Kizayis bechdeachilas pras. The Gemara is saying, now, it must be we don't hold kizayis bechdeachilas pras. Because if you hold that kezayis b'teachilas pras is really what? Is really what? Is really an iser daraisa, then why can you assume that the truma spices fell into the truma food? I should have to assume the worst, namely, that the truma spices fell into the chulin food and it should be asr for me to eat it. Rather, it must be that we don't hold kezayis b'teachilas pras as an iser daraisa. Well, if I reject that, then the mikveh case must be a case of hetem estaris le'iser. Okay, but still back to the Truma case. How do I reconcile this? I was saying, very simple. This is a case of spices. Truma does not apply to spices. I was saying, it's actually very interesting. Do you know the only thing Truma applies to? The Rush points out over here. The the Gancha, the Siroshcha, the Yitzharecha. Ultimately, was that the only thing that truma applies to midaraisa is wheat, olives, grapes, right? Wheat, olives, grapes. Midrabanon, we say that truma applies to spices. Oh, okay. So now I get it. Now I get it. I will say, so what's the case is, right? Two mortars grinding up spices, one of truma, one of chulun, two pots of food, one of truma, one of chulun. The spices are put into the pots. We don't know which pot it was put into. I will say, what do I have over here? What do I have over here? A Safik Dirabanon. Oh, okay. Whew. I can breathe so much easier now. Right? Safik Dirabanon. No problem. They will say, how do you resolve a Safik Dirabanon? Lekula. Beautiful. The world is good. The world is good. So we'll say, Eisvei. Where is another kasha? Shtei kupos. Achal shoshuma ba'achal shoshulim. So I'll say, now watch this. I have two baskets. I have two baskets. One of shuma, one of chulin. Velifneyen shtei sitin. And I will say in front of me, I have two measuring utensils. One of them is truma, one of them is chulin. So we'll say similar case. So we'll say, so if you can imagine, again, I have two, I have two, we'll call it two, two kupos, two large baskets, one of chulin, one of truma. Then I also have two smaller measuring utensils, one of chulin, one of truma. And I will say, what happens? Same case, same case. And I will say, so what happens? And the two measuring utensils are emptied into the two larger baskets. So I will say, so what's that? Shnei mutarin, sha'ani omer, chulun l'soch, chulun naflu, chuma l'soch, chuma naflu. So I will say, they're both mutter. Why are they both mutter? Because I assume that what? I assume the chuma was emptied into the chuma basket, the chulun was emptied into the chulun basket. Beautiful, beautiful, good. So the said, whoa, 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 whoa. 
So we'll say, so one second, one second. If you hold that Gezayis Kateach Yilas Pras is an Isidar Raisa, then again, we'll say, once again, how could you assume that the Truma was emptied into the Truma, the Chulun emptied into the Chulun? Maybe the Truma was emptied into the Chulun, and now what? I'm going to eat the Chulun, and it's going to turn out, I'm going to eat a Gezayis of Truma Kateach Yilas Pras. So what's going on over here? So top of Lama Zayim, so we'll say, according to me, who holds that ultimately again is really a concept. I could explain this case way by saying where there's a lot of chulin, much more chulin than much more chulin than iser, and therefore maybe we don't say in this case. I will say we have not discussed this. But I'll just mention it in passing. There is this concept, ultimately, again, that halacha maybe the concept of hetem mitzdarif le'isr only applies where there's some equality or equal amounts. But if there's much more chulun than isr, ultimately, again, maybe you don't say hetem mitzdarif le'isr. But according to you who say that kizayis de'achilas pras is a real issue, how do you reconcile this case? Well, let's finish up. Says, no, 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 don't get worked up about this case. I'll say, watch this. Because even though this is a grain case, and what did we just say before about the grain case? What did we just say before? That's Truma Dura Oraisa. I will say, watch this. Truma Bismanazeh is Dura Banan. Truma is only rabbinic. I will say, why is Truma only rabbinic? So we're going to see Mershisham tomorrow. That the Ramban Paskins, Truma is only Dura when all of Cloudy Saul is in Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, it turns out that what Rabbi said, what do I really have? An Asafik Dirabanon, Salik Dirabanon Kula. Say, Rabbi said, just what we're left off with, we're left off with, with three major concepts. Number one, Heter Mestarif Le'isser, Machlokis when it applies. Machlokis when it applies. Kizayis Bichdei Achilas Pras, Machlokis, whether or not, again, that's an Isser Daraisa or an Isser Dirabanon. Isser Dirabanon. So we'll say, again, those two major concepts ultimately are still outstanding. And here it's Hashem, resolution tomorrow. What a daf. Shkayach. All right, everyone, have a great day, everyone.